welcome to the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I'm your host, Lupna, and I'm joined today by my amazing co-host, the one and only... Gail Edwards, and here I am today coming to you in full effect and standing up, as I say, in my own hallelujah. Woohoo! <laughs> the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast is a weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of successful sushi adoring entrepreneurs, showing you that success is all about having fun in and with your business without the hustle and the grinding. And boy, do we have a fun guest for you this week. I hope you're ready. We have the amazing, the lovely Tasha Chen in the room. (laughs) Tasha is the co-founder of the Science of Getting Rich Academy. She's an expert in taking businesses from struggling and on the verge of giving up to opening their can of dreams again. I love can of dreams. I love that. Having fun. Dreams. Having fun and making money. So if you haven't gotten the memo, we love fun. So this is going to be a fun episode. Her wildly impactful manifestation and mindset training and coaching have helped entrepreneurs around the globe generating, and listen to this one, an additional 47 and a half million, that is million, in revenue and growth in the past eight years. So again, 47 and a half million in revenue. She has a knack for seeing the big picture for others and also helps them to see their own power. Her inspirational talks, and I know they're inspirational, cover the magic of manifesting mindset and developing personal superpowers. Sales from the heart and calling in abundance. Tasha, I still feel I'm doing you a disservice, even with this intro. Welcome to the show. Oh my God, my face already hurts. (laughs) Like I'm already (laughs) laughing so much. (laughs) thank you for having me Gail and Lubna thank you thank you thank you for gracing us with your wonderful presence and you know after a build-up like that I know not just me but our listeners are really excited and on the edge of our seats you know still really at the beginning of a new year wanting to know more how what do we do so Tasha you know let's kick this off straight away so I'd like to know, what was it, Tasha? Let's go right back to the beginning. How did you know? What was that moment when you thought, mm-hmm, not only have I been able to manifest this stuff for myself, but this is a model that I can help other people. What was the thing that made you realize that this was a model that you wanted to use? Okay, first of all, props to you guys. Because you can imagine I've done a ton of interviews. No one's ever asked me that question. (laughs) Really? No one's ever asked me that question ever. And it's a phenomenal question. So I'm going to take you back to the very beginning. Once upon a time. (laughs) You know, so here's the thing. My story is that I had a traditional brick and mortar business built it up to incredible success, seven figures, 25 employees, like check, 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 all the forms of success. And I failed. And then I failed. 
And it was like, wait a second, I was doing everything right. I followed the success formula. I worked really hard. I did exactly what they told me to do. What do you mean we're failing? You know, I was very, very, very confused and frustrated and hurt but I still wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I decided, you know, when you're, when you're like, well, I've lost everything. So at this point, you know, I'm just gonna ask for what I want. And I kind of made a deal with God, the universe, whatever language you use. I was like, here's the thing. I still wanna be an entrepreneur, but here's my deal. Cause right now I got nothing to lose. So I'm willing to ask. I wanna have fun. I want to be free. I want a lot of time freedom. I wanna do whatever I want, whenever I want. And I'm going to need to make a lot of money. That's it. (laughs) Like you figure out how to make that happen for me. And I'm all yours, you know? And I genuinely did not know when I made that request, like what was going to come down the pipeline, you know? Like for all I know, I could have been making carrot cake or t-shirts or God knows what. But it ended up being that I made that request for myself. And I started to get all the resources and information that would allow me to have it. Mm. And the next thing I knew, my life was getting better and better. I'm talking about coming from filing chapter 11 bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. having no income. My husband is gone. My kids don't know me. Like bottom of the floor, nothing to all this stuff coming my way, me practicing it and changing my life, especially my financial life. That happened the fastest. And so... I'll just shorten the story by saying on that journey, I got the opportunity to be part of an organization of women that were small business owners, really trying to create an income for themselves. And I saw that they were really struggling. They were like me doing all the right things, going to all the networking events, really, really trying and just not being able to move the financial needle. So I was like, well, I figured something out. I got to tell them what I know. And that's what I did. I literally, Gail, the way this started, I said, hey, I have this thing that I do. I would love to share it with you guys, but I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm only going to invite like 10 to 15 of you to come along and do this kind of like dry test with me. And let's see what happens. We weren't even done. It was 30 days. We were going to do this fun little experiment, right? We weren't even done with the first 30 days when other people in the community started hearing about the results that those women were having. And they were like, what is going on? We want in. So the first 30 day group ends. Remember, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm literally just like, here is what I do. Do it, do it, just do it. And they were like, okay, we'll do it. So that group ends and we right after we have a second group of women ready to go. Oh, wow. In this second group of women is the moment, Gail. This is the moment. Now, this is very grassroots, (laughs) very, we had no Facebook, we had no email system, we didn't even have a business bank account, we had nothing. It was so beginning, I didn't even have my own products. I was using somebody else's booklet, their CDs, their everything to deliver the content and just putting my spin on it. That's how basic this was. So this second group, we would meet at somebody's house. Once a week, 10 of us got in this living room. We sat down. I told them exactly what to do. And we would talk about what was happening and, you know, carry along. Well, the very last week, there was one woman who had been coming to the meeting, you know, every week, sitting there very quiet. 
And during the week, I think we had a WhatsApp group was all we had just to kind of touch base during the week. We heard nothing from her. So we get back for the last meeting and I call around. I'm like, so what's going on? You know, like you've been so quiet. Is everything okay? And she goes, yeah, actually we want a $5.1 million contract. (laughs) Pause. This contract, $5.1 million, renewable every year for 20 years. So we're all just sitting around in this living room like, I mean, you failed to mention (laughs) that you had written an intention because we teach people how to write intentions, right? So the story goes on and she says, we are shocked. I mean, you know, talk about she's just like sitting in the room quiet, like nothing's going on. And she tells us this. And then she says, when her husband found out because they were in business together, her husband is in their bedroom, like bawling, like a grown man, just bawling because he realizes their life is about to change. Right. And she says to him, honey, I don't understand why you're crying and why you're so surprised. Remember, I told you I'm in Tasha's program and I wrote out my intention that this was going to manifest. Needless to say, the next year, the husband comes to our event. He joins our program. He wins a $6.1 million contract that he's been trying for seven years to win. And I want you to know when we tell you $47 million, I told you they got that contract for 20 years, right? We only counted that first year when they were in our program. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That moment right there, Lubna and Gail, was when I was like, holy macaroni. I could change people's lives by sharing information. That was it right there in that living room. Tasha, you have left me speechless and (laughs) goosey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine someone listening and thinking, wow. And I love that you shared it because in one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook, that question was asked, what was that defining moment where you became aware that you can have a positive impact in the world? And it's usually a moment very early in time, even going back to your youth, where that very initial seed was planted that led you to that moment of doing what you want to do. So, I mean, I've heard your story before and I know it in depth. So, but this I've never heard. You've never heard this because no one's ever asked me. (laughs) (laughs) Now you two are inspiring me to do a Facebook Live and talk about this. I would (laughs) be fair. I'm telling you, Tasha, absolutely, absolutely. Because what I like about it is that, like you say, it was so basic, so grassroots. I mean, how many times people like us who just have a heart for service, it's not even about business it's just about service so it's like oh I know I've learned something I'm doing something I want to share it with you I want to share it with others and I mean we've done that so many times in our lives I've read this great book why don't you read it too but to know that not only did you do that but from that came such a positive impact that now all these years later that's just one of many one of many whose lives you've really really changed so in changing other people's lives, what's been the biggest change in your own life? Wow. So one of the things that I, you know, kind of go, damn girl, you're pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this, right? I figured this out for myself 
Then I created a business to show other people how to do it. But part of that means I got to be on my A game in my own life all the time, right? So that has led to just, I mean, mind blowing. And here's another moment, like when you put things in capsules, like moments in time, you know, a couple of years ago now thinking about traveling, but I remember I was in Croatia a couple summers ago and I can't pronounce the name, but I think it's called Plitvis Lake. <laughs> Needless to say, it was the most beautiful. Have you ever had a moment where you're like, you know, you've watched movies and you've seen other planets and you're like, gosh, they just look so stark. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then like you're like I don't know you could just even be sitting under a tree but it's a moment where a human being connects to the beauty of the planet that we live on and that was it for me I was sitting there just enjoying that and I was like oh my gosh I have six weeks to go anywhere I want to do anything I want to do it's all paid for I'm not worrying about making money like I am free to live. That moment was when I realized of what I've done. I've not only shown other people how to do this for themselves, but I really have lived my own dream fully and continue to like push the dream and then figure out, well, where else do I need to shift and change and grow? So I get to that next level for myself, you know? So that's it for me. I'm still waiting for the private jet. We're getting on that private jet. (laughs) We are. (laughs) <laughs> love that love that that's aspiration love it <laughs> oh that is so beautiful tasha so before we dive more into intentions and manifestation this is the entrepreneur Sushi club so you know what's coming i, I hope you're ready what's your favorite sushi and why and i'm gonna add one to it when was the last time you had sushi oh okay so For those of you watching, you sushi lovers out there, (laughs) the camp has been infiltrated by a traitor. Yeah. Yeah, it sure has. (laughs) Because I managed to sneak in through the back door to have this fun conversation with these amazing ladies. However, I am not a true, true sushi lover. (laughs) The sacrilege. The sacrilege. Oh, no. <laughs> the sacrilege. They're going to cancel the recording. Like, <laughs> Oh, and it's only because Tasha's story is so powerful that we just had to bring it to you anyway. But, oh. So well, I want to say, so pause. I can redeem myself. Okay. <laughs> I was married to a Chinese man. <laughs> I have... <laughs> biracial kids so they're half Chinese they love sushi they eat enough sushi that it would be illegal for me to also (laughs) eat sushi (laughs) that's too funny so when we go out they order all that fancy sushi and I'm like can I have the one that's fried fully cooked battered (laughs) oh my god you mean the tempura you mean yeah (laughs) and oh by the way be sure to bring me a fork. <laughs> Tasha, you are swearing on our podcast. <laughs> All this, this bad language. 
I'm sorry, ladies. <laughs> we got to teach you how to use this. I'm thing. willing to come back to Europe so you can teach me. Seriously, that to has to happen. Okay. Yeah. So the last That's time I had sushi, clearly, was well over a year ago. <laughs> Because of the global situation, but yeah. also I usually have sushi like every celebration in our family. My kids choose sushi, right? Actually, no, wait, pause. Oh my gosh, I have good news. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter turned 20 last year, June, and we had sushi. That's how I remember when I have sushi was when was the last birthday? When was the last <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for your daughter. Thank God for yeah, those days. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, your daughter has saved you here, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when you tasted sushi for the very first time? Wow, I don't know. I, I'm not. I can't say that I remember the very first time, but I will say the concept of sushi is very interesting. That's because- all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, because before we recorded, we had a little conversation, a little intro where we shared that because of our cultural uh, background and ethnicity, it's actually weird that we even eat sushi, let alone like it. And if you want to go into greatness, adore it and call yourself a sushi addict. So there has to be a moment where you decide, yeah, I know that you tell me that I can only eat baked or cooked fish, but I'm still going to try this raw fish thingy. Oh, no, let's be very clear. I got informed that it was raw, and I said no. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, do you have a cooked version of any kind? (laughs) I don't care if you put beef in it. (laughs) Just give me a cooked version. (laughs) I could not eat raw fish. I'm sorry, ladies. I couldn't do it. I've converted a friend we both know, all three of us know, Mm. into eating sushi. I'm going to convert you. You know what? I'm willing to do it with you, Lubna, because I trust you. I'm willing to try it. And then you'll record what my response was. (laughs) I've recorded this person's experience too. I just don't have permission to share it, unfortunately. (laughs) Absolutely. But I know definitely as soon as this pandemic is over, as soon as we're able to travel, we are definitely going to be able to convert you, Tasha, without a doubt. And so it it is done. I'm looking forward forward to that. (laughs) We've just set an intention. Did we do it the correct way, Tasha? (laughs) Good catch. Good catch. You did, because Gail said... She said it in the affirmative. She said it in the past tense and she described it as done. We will have converted you. It is done. It is Absolutely. Done. Great job. Cool. Thank Be- you. That is good because <laughs> listeners, that's the power of an intention. I mean, that 47 and a half million only happens if you know what you're doing. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yes. True. True. So, so is it, I'm sorry, Gail, did you have a question? No, you go ahead. Cause I think we're going to ask the same question. <laughs> Probably nine out of 10 times, it usually is the case. Some listeners may know the secret, whether it's the book or watch the movies. And one of the things that is shared a lot is, oh, you just said it, it's done. And then it's done. You don't do anything. And you just wait until it's being served on a silver platter for you. So work like that? Uh, No, (laughs) no. What I will say, the great news about it, though, is you know, those of you watching, I'm not sure, I can't remember what we've talked about. We've been laughing so much. I don't even know what we've said, but I am from Jamaica 
And part of growing up is that I think I talked about how I practiced this formula for success. And what I was told was, if you're willing to work really hard, you're guaranteed to succeed. And so for me, that was the formula. That was, you know, like you're talking about the complete extreme, just write it, put it out there and do nothing, right? Mine was the total opposite. Just do everything. Just do, 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 do till you've got, you know, skin and bones left. And when I got introduced to the law of attraction and started practicing it and really understood. So you talk about the secret, but the principles that I live by and the name of my business is from the book, The Science of Getting Rich. So when I understood the process and the principles, here's the piece that does not get two things that don't get talked about a lot. There you go. (laughs) I love it. Yes, yes, yes. I just wrote it down. So I thought, I know I've got the book, so I need to go out and get it. So let me write it down so I don't forget because it's outside my annex. So yes, good one. There you go. So, and here's a little tip. If you're an auditory learner, hopefully I said that word right, you can just go on YouTube, type my name, Tasha Chen, Science of Getting Rich, and I have the whole book recorded. So you can listen to it that way too. Yeah. Um, Wow. So, you know, there's two things that does not get talked about enough in the law of attraction conversation. The first one is after you've taught, after you've whatever, said it or written out what it is that you want to experience in life, it's like having a baby. That desire, that thing, it's now a living entity. It's energetic. It's alive. Just like if you had a baby, you couldn't go, oh, welcome to the world, baby. Let me put you down over here. See ya. See you when I see ya. (laughs) You know, I'll come back when you're an adult. Like that's not how it works. Same way with the law of attraction. That's not how it works. You have to continue to feed the dream. And the way that you feed the dream the most efficiently is to daydream, to visualize, to fantasize, to like get all excited in your mind, see it as real, see yourself in the outcome that you desire, not talked about enough. And I'm telling you what, if you want to do this and you want it to work and you want it to work easy and fast, you have to understand the process of visualizing. So that's number one. Number two, in the formula from the science of getting rich, It talks about all the things that you need to do, but one piece is you must take action. Sorry that if you were hoping that there'd be no action, that's not how it works. But the good news is, it's not hard work action. It's called inspired and efficient action. And I don't know about you, but if there is a way that I can get the results that I want in my life, which are pretty massive by working one hour efficiently versus working 10 to 12 hours inefficiently and being exhausted and tired and no time for life and my family and the things that I'm choosing the one hour efficiently. Like, I don't know about you, but that's what I'm going to do. So in this law of attraction, it's like do all this other spiritual stuff, but you also have to take action. And the sweet spot about this action piece is that everything else, the journaling, the visualizing, the intending, the keeping your thoughts positive, that's 90 to 95% of the formula. The action piece is the tiniest part. It's literally 5%. To me, that was such a paradigm shift because I always thought success is based on me doing a ton of action and maybe once in a while I'll pray, you know, but it's actually the reverse. And so that is the secret. 
that really is. I can imagine this. I mean, it's a paradigm shift. I was raised by parents who said, if you want to be successful, you need to work hard. And I Mm -hmm. even got the additional line, you're a minority in this country, so you need to work 200% as hard. Exactly. So that's what I did. So I got into do, 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 anything that you can do, 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 do. I still have that sometimes when I really know what I'm going after. But I don't do it 100% of the time. I harmonize it over the domains of my life because I want to have a life and life is multidimensional, multifaceted. I want to spend time with my nieces, seeing them growing up. I want to spend time with my parents as they age and every year, and especially with this global pandemic, you never know when you can't have that time anymore. And I flipped it when I was very young. So it's now been 20 years since I flipped the switch, but it was very hard. And when the first Mm -hmm. time someone said, and for me, it was the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule that Mm -hmm. uh, 20% of your effort is generating 80%. I was like, I want to know what that 20% is because that sounds amazing. (laughs) One day a week and I'm done. I don't need that much. I'm done. And I can even, if I add 25%, what impact would that be on the rest? So I'm fascinated with, okay, how can I discover what that 20% is? But for people that are listening, that might be thinking it can't be true. It can't be true. Spend 90% of my time or 95 visualizing and only taking action for 5%. That's ridiculous when you're in the do, 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 do phase. So how do you make the transition? How do you flip the switch? Before you answer that, though, Tasha, I just want to jump in here because it's really interesting. You know, we were just having that laugh around sushi and the fact that you're not really, you know, you're not really a sushi lover, but we've let you in anyway. Your kids got you in. okay? it's a bit bit like Clubhouse at the moment. Someone else has got you in. okay? but so what I wanted to really highlight here, though, is, you know, because we do have a lot of sushi purists who listen to our show and, you know, and. It's exactly the same thing. A little goes a long way. And it's the same with sushi. Sushi's only a little bit. And you look at it and you think, you know, where are you going with that? You know, where's the food? (laughs) But it fills you up. You have a few pieces of sushi and before you know, you're fully satiated. So a little does go a long way. And like Lugna, I'm really fascinated to know about, you know, that transition. So please go ahead, you know, answer a question. How? (laughs) I can't without acknowledging how great of an analogy that was with the sushi example. That was brilliant because it's exactly that. Just like you look at the little round little things and go, oh, cute little appetizers. And then we're going to have our meal. But it does the job. You walk out of there barely awake. You know, it's the same thing. Like it's the same concept of it can't be true, but it is true right? Like you're looking at it from there's, it can't be true, but it is. So I'm going to say my answer to this is not tell us how to do it, right? The answer is not in telling you how to do it. The answer is in, do you want to have it badly enough? Because I can tell you how, but if you're going to sit there with it doesn't work, the, you know, like the reason it works, it's not the how, it's why does it work? The why it works is because you have a burning desire to enjoy your life. You have a burning mm-hmm. desire to have it happen easy and relaxed in your business so that you can enjoy life or your job so that you can enjoy life. It's because I wanted that so badly. I wanted that so badly 
that when I went to do my spiritual practices, when I went, I mean, let me give you an example of how I like how committed I am to this. I decided I'm going to do all the spiritual things. So I'm going to write my intention. I'm going to write out my desires, my goals. If you use that language, I'm going to write it out every single day. I'm going to visualize myself having this happen. And when negative thoughts come, my biggest job every day is on me. I am not kidding you. I spend three to four hours every day on me. That is the majority of my work day is working on me. My job is me. So I'm going to do all that stuff, right? And when I get to work, what happens is I get downloads. I mean, I just can't even remember working any other way. Before I got on with you guys, I was telling you I'm in such crazy momentum right now in our business. Use your sweet momentum. Sweet momentum. Sweet momentum. momentum. I'm like, like sometimes I really do. I'm like, oh my God, is this for real? Like this is Mm. really happening like this? Like I'm not working harder. It's just fast. It's like, and everything is happening. Let me slow down for me. So things are coming to me. I'm not struggling out there to get anything or do anything or, you know, it's all coming to me. And it's because I spend so much time in the spiritual work to attract it. So then I get inspired, do this, call this person, Gail, you and I had this conversation this week. I was like, Gail came to my mind. I'm like, I've been trying to connect with Gail for weeks. And then we're on clubhouse together. It's like, universe. we were here's an easy way for this to happen for you. Okay, here's my example. A couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to really trim up and get, you know, fit and do all this. And I'm going to go to the gym and get a personal trainer and do it all. And I, that was my big commitment that year. And then I'm doing this easy and relaxed commitment too, right? 10% action. So I go to the gym one morning, my personal trainer isn't there. I sit down in front of that thing that you pull down. I don't know what it's called. And I'm like, all right, so if I want to get fitter, Mm -hmm. I got to increase the weight, right? I got to add more weight, make it instead of 50 pounds, make it 60 pounds. And then I put it in immediately. I went, well, no, but this is working hard (laughs) and you don't want to work hard. Remember? I was like, what am I doing? 40 pounds, like, you know, and I did the thing. I walked out of the gym and I kid you not in response to my commitment that I could get the same results in an easier way. I ended up having a conversation with a friend of mine who's an Olympian, done all this stuff. And he says to me, I'm telling him about the gym experience. He goes, oh, all you have to do, Tasha, is do less weight, more repetition three times a week. Your body will shift like that. I was like, see? Yeah. There's even a concept out there that says you only need 30 minutes a week to 10x your fitness and body. Right. I told you, I'm fascinated with what's the 20%. I search for these things. <laughs> so the question is, right, Lubna, because everyone's going to hear this. They're going to hear that you can work out for 30 minutes and get the same results. They're going to hear that you can spend more time working on you and get more results. Everyone's going to hear this. But the question is not for me to tell you how to do it. Right. You see, I just did. The thing is, how badly do you want to live like this? That's what makes a difference because only then will you apply what you've learned. Oh, yeah. and that's so true because I see Can so I many people that, that are looking for tactics and they would just tell me what to do. And I'm like, but you're not going to do it. 
I can tell you how you're going to do it. You're not going to do it. I've had many clients that I told them exactly from step to step what they needed to do. And then they still didn't do it. And that unfortunately is the, you know, the burden of being a coach. It's like, what do I do? What your coach told you to do? So, you know, so we've, we've all had that experience with our clients. But I must say, I don't know how our listeners are going to keep up with this. So let me just warn you now. Okay, I'm here conducting and co-hosting this interview and I'm making notes. Okay, furiously making notes because the gems and the nuggets that you are dropping, Tasha, I will also be listening to this episode and rewinding back. But what really stopped me to the point where I'll hold my hand up and say it's made me feel quite emotional is exactly what you've just said. How badly do you really want it? So if any of our listeners are there and you're thinking you want to change, you want to live a different life, check in, check in with yourself and really ask that question because someone like me who's in this field and been working this field and doing my stuff for a long time now, 25, 30 years, and it can still move me, I know for a fact it can move you. <laughs> I know for a fact. Yeah, and as you're asking yourself that question, because one one question I, I had to just fall on my knees in acknowledgement about myself was when I realized, and I would encourage everyone to ask this question, am I addicted to hard work? Oof, that is a powerful one in the world of where busyness is a status. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, most people, nine, nine out of 10 times I ask people, uh, how have you been? They say busy. Mm. So, you know, it's the achievement award, isn't it? Yeah. Being busy. yeah. But I yeah. suppose you can change those words as well. You know, you can ask yourself, depending on what it is you're challenged with at the moment that you want to change. Am I addicted to hard work? Am I addicted to being a victim? Am I addicted to the drama? You know, Am I addicted to just having, you know, to being the person that everybody wants to help, you know? So Am there's I lots addicted of... to just enough, just getting just... by? Am I addicted just... to just getting by? You know, and all of those questions for all of us and for our listeners are questions that we need to be asking ourselves as part of our check-in, when we're talking about self-care, we're talking about our daily routines, you know, our daily spiritual practices, they're the kind of questions that, you know, we need to throw in there every now and again, just to make sure that we're still moving and grooving in the right way. You know, we're still giving ourselves the very best that we deserve. Not the, yeah, the very best that we deserve. So Tasha, I cannot thank you enough. I really can't. And, you know, Lubna and I can probably talk to you for at least, well, all night if we had the time. So, <laughs> but we could, you we know, could. I have a suspicion this is just the start of many. <laughs> Before we do wrap up, I love what you were saying about this process. Is there anything else in the process that we can utilize? So here's the thing. You said it's the challenge of being a coach, Right. In our program, we have a 98% completion rate. Wow. 98% in a 120-day program. It's unheard of. Exactly. It's unheard of, right? 
So why? Why is that? And this is part of answering, like, what else can I tell you about the process? The thing that we just need as human beings, the thing that make completing, living a certain way, any of that kind of thing easier is when you're supported and you're held accountable. Mm, True. Right? So I've told you what to do. Write an intention. Decide right now, whatever area of your life you want, health, money, relationships, spirituality, whatever it is, what do you want for yourself in that area of your life? Write it out, describe it in writing as if it's already done. When you do that, some images are going to come to your mind of what your life would look like if that were to happen. From the point where you've written it, you're going to every now and then you're just going to daydream about it before you go to bed, when you wake up in the middle of the day, right? Take a daydream break from work and just daydream, just visualize that's feeding the dream. Having done all that, you're going to be inspired to take action. Like out of nowhere, you're just going to get a hunch to do something. Do it, do it, just do it. Don't try to make sense of it. Just do it. Keep moving, keep taking action, keep taking inspired action. And I will say That if you can find a community, a mentor, whatever it is to support you and hold you accountable to this journey and this way of life so that you don't go back to your addiction to working hard, suffering, struggling, all that. So you don't go back because you've done that for so long, right? This is a new way of living. So anything that you can do to put yourself in an environment that will support you in staying the course that's the way to make it the easiest for you to transform and transition. Love nice. It. I yeah. just got a hunch that because we use the word addiction, my assertion is if there was something like a, a equivalent for transformation in, yes. in the hard work and the business, yes. this would be it because yes. that you need to, especially because it is an addiction. I mean, I, yeah. I realized that when we talk about addiction, it usually involves alcohol or drugs or anything else that you can possibly use as an addiction but there is a process and it process also always in a community is always supported for an amount mm-hmm. of time because mm-hmm. you need to you're going to fall back to your comfort zone and your natural behavior if you don't have that so I think that's really important for every behavioral change yeah especially one that has for most of us we've been conditioned that like that from a very young age busyness hard work it's been ingrained in us and and we've been carrying it with us you want to deprogram that and that takes time and it takes other people to pull you out of that program so that you can replace it with a new program in your brain so I really love that oh Tasha you have been such a joy honestly I I know we say it all the time. We say it to all of our guests. You're my favorite guest. You are genuinely. <laughs> but, <laughs> and this that's moment what in time, that. I will take it. At this moment in time, I'm your favorite <laughs> guest. <laughs> you, are. you are. And, you know, because we do have some really genuinely lovely people on this show who, who just like to show up and serve and just give us all of that juicy greatness that they have within themselves, just like you have shared all your nuggets and gems with us. So before we go though, Tasha, is there anything you'd like to share with our audience that you would, you know, can they go to your website or anything? How can they have more? Before (laughs) we do the connection. Yeah. Before we do the connection piece, we have to ask you this question. Okay. It has to happen. Oh yes. 
It oh, has yes. to happen. I thought we were going to let her off because of yeah, what no. she said. No, 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 no. I appreciate and acknowledge your honesty. I really do, but I'm not going to let you off, Tasha. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. So you're all about easy, relaxed fun. That's your bubbling personality. If that personality were a sushi, what would the ingredients be and in what form? Awesome. <laughs> all right. So I would be, I feel, guys, I feel so wrong saying this. It would probably be some kind of tempura roll. <laughs> tempura roll? <laughs> now you're pushing the boundaries, Tasha. <laughs> shrimp. Which shrimp? And is Which it a shrimp? roll or a hand roll? Which one? Is it a roll or a maki? Or a hand roll. Holy macaroni. Okay. <laughs> no, no, sushi, not macaroni. We only talk sushi here. <laughs> we got different types. We got uh-huh. hand rolls. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whichever one works for you guys. A hand roll. Hand roll. Okay. And it would have horseradish, because that's spicy. Some ginger. My favorite thing about sushi is I love the little strips of ginger on the side. I eat that off everybody's plate. See? (laughs) (laughs) If you want to score a bonus point with Gail, you need to say wasabi. Oh, wasabi. That's the one. Not horseradish, wasabi. That's the one. See, Gail, you just upgraded me in my sushi knowledge. Wasabi. (laughs) Wasabi. Because I got to have a little spice in there mm-hmm. and I got to have, you know, that like tangly, like little thing that ginger does for you. And then I got to have some crispy because I'm just all that. That would be me. Ooh, lovely. Anything else? A mango slices or you okay, said you're shrimp? really pushing it. You avocado. are really. <laughs> avocado. Avocado, you know. Avocado. Absolutely. Yes. Avocado. You do realize that I've started the conversion process right now. You exactly. have. Yeah, I yeah, we're in it now. And I do really like that little cream cheesy thing in there that's in there sometimes. Thinking, I might know a little bit more about sushi than I thought. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I get you. And would you answer the question differently if I were to ask your business? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> No, not because of like my sushi knowledge, but I pride myself on part of easy and relaxed and authenticity for me is that my life and my business are one, you know, I mean, my mission when you know, you go to those conferences, they're like, what's your vision and your mission for your business? It's like, pause people. (laughs) Here here it is. And Gail is in marketing. She's she's like, she is. No, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's one of the things I say, oh, come on, please. (laughs) There are other ways to do that. (laughs) Yeah, so for me, it's to be a fun example of success, inspiring millions of other people to do the same. So I got to be doing that in my life. And my business is showing people how to do it. So it's one and the same. Nice. So now we get to the piece. If Yay! people are listening and thinking, I want me some more Tasha. Yeah, I need some more. So listen, one of the pieces of the process is gratitude, right? 
I didn't break down the things in this because just because of the timing, but a big one is gratitude. And so what I want to give everyone is we know that our finances drives our freedom, right? Mm. Period. End of story. So I want to combine those two things and give you the opportunity to express gratitude for your money. Mm. And you're going to go, well, I mean, I don't know how many ways can I express gratitude for money? And I'm going to tell you 30 different ways that you can do it. I have a journal. It's got prompts, daily prompts in it. And every day, all you have to do, like I just, here is day 20. Gratitude for all the services you can enjoy because of money. Do you take the cab to work? Do you have someone clean your house, cut your lawn, serve your food? The delivery guy that brings your order to you, whether you pay directly for the services or you enjoy them, like you go to the park, you enjoy a beautiful park because you pay taxes. That's money, right? So this is 30 days of lots of different ways that you can be grateful for money. And I know, Lubna, you're going to share a link yes, so that everyone can get a beautiful journal for themselves to express gratitude for money. I oh, love it. Yes, please. Love it, love it, love it. And we yes. love presents on the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. Podcast. Don't we just? Gorgeous. Cool, <laughs> Tasha. So the last, last chance is we give you the platform to share whatever you want to share as a last parting message thank you very much and what i would like to do is ask you ladies a question like right now top of your mind top of your mind you are a super powerful creative being you have every single thing that's required within you to ask for anything you want anything you can have it anything you want it is december 31st 2021 what is the number that you look in your book and you would have created from your business this year lovna what is it for you Two hundred and fifty thousand, or more or more yeah Woo! yes i love hanging with really successful well gail gail's like fixing her glasses to get ready for this one she's like let's go i love it and so it is lovna how about you gail Mine's a million. And, and so <laughs> and, it is. And so it is. It really is. Like I said, remember, my word of the year is acceleration. Acceleration, I remember. And anything can happen. Anything. Anything, anything is possible. Can happen. So I, one year I decided I was going to take my annual income from the year before. So the total amount of money I made that year. And I was going to four times it and make it in a month. And I did it. Wow. I did it. So Gail, a million dollars, easy. Lubna, 250, easy. Let's do a podcast. What do you call that? Let's do a come back together and celebrate next year. Oh, yeah. Well, our last episode in 2020 was on the 31st of December. It was launched on the 31st of December. So if you want to make a deal right now, let's set that intention. You will hear us back on the 31st of December, 2021 with Tasha. And it's going to be a celebratory episode where we are going to rock the world. Yeah, let's do it. We're just going to laugh and have fun. Talk about our success. (laughs) And so it is. My kind of show. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So So thank you for listening to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. 
we would love, 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 love to know what has been your biggest takeaway or takeaways from the conversation, because I'm sure you've gotten multiple golden nuggets from this conversation. And we would love for you to take a moment and share this with us in our Facebook group, The Entrepreneur Sushi Club. You will find the link to this group in the description with this episode. And if you know anyone, and I'm sure you know someone who will benefit from listening to this episode, please do share them with them because you will most definitely want them to get the present, the gratitude journal, and be grateful for their financial life and future. So thank you for listening and we hope to see and listen and hear you again. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tasha. 